All right, there we go. Welcome everybody to today's episode of Config Call In. It is March 26th, 2022. And if you are listening to this after the fact, after it has been posted, take a second, write down this phone number. I know some of you are, by the way. The traffic has increased to the RSS feed, so that's good to see. Jot down this number, 316, yeah, 316-444-3115. And then when we're live, which is every Saturday, 12 o'clock Eastern for about an hour, feel free to call in and let your voice be heard. If you have a topic, a question, a comment, or a criticism, or even a trollage, feel free. Come on in. If you just, if you're one of those curious cat people, I'm waiting for you to find us again, please. I don't think they've realized that we, well, they've realized we've left. They just haven't, uh, they don't know where we, where we ended up. I know. I want them, I want them to find us again. I am sure that they would jump at the opportunity. <laughs> I mean, those were some high class trolls, you know, dedication, um, persistence. Very, it was amazing. Creative, you know, um, always. What's not to that. love. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's funny while we're on the subject, um, Partially, I think one of the reasons we may not be seeing much of that is because it's much, much easier to sit behind the text, the anonymous text. Um, you know, this format sort of asks them to come out into the light a little more than they would. So maybe that's why we're not hearing from anything. We're filtering out the keyboard warriors. Yeah. Yeah. The keyboard a- activists. <laughs> Selectivism. All right. Well, um, never even so- had tear gas thrown at them, not real activists. Exactly, exactly. You got to get the initiation right going, which, by the way, uh, nice new helmet. I'm sure that'll come in handy. Yes, it will. Thank you. Well, I want to thank um, the attendees, which is just Harmony, which is great. All we, need. we had a um, pretty consistent uh, participant, Dr. Krim, who is no longer with us, but we do wish him well. Um, ironically, very shortly after our discussion last time about not getting into the SCP official discord, he was let in and uh, had to make a decision. Uh, regarding his attendance here. Which but, uh, we do not begrudge him for. Oh, no, we wish him well. Uh, in fact, I'll tell you exactly why we don't begrudge him, and I'll, I'll kick it off this way with a screen share. Um, about, oh gosh, how long ago is that now? I think it was in September. Uh, we had the same thing happen to one of our members who we, who we were very fond of, um, and um, this individual was asked to leave the uh, SCF Discord server in particular, in order to participate in SCP. Uh, And so that decision was made just the same way it happened with Dr. Krim this last week. And once again, uh, I think we don't really have any hard feelings. It's certainly something we don't want to see happen, and it's unfortunate from our side of things. But we always wish them well. Any individual is free to make their own decisions. And we had some sort of, I guess you would call it maybe a faith, uh, that um, the decision would pan out in the way that, that we thought it might. And lo and behold, this week, uh, that wayward individual has returned and, uh, in fact, has posted a Twitter thread, which you can see up on the screen now, which is a pretty interesting read, um, really all about uh, several, several posts here, all about the time spent back in the SCP Wiki community and, um, you know, uh, obviously has their, their slant, their take on things, but... Uh, it's very interesting to read uh, the, how they came back around to um, coming back to the other side of that ultimatum. Yeah, it's, it's definitely an interesting read. They they seem like they are really don't like sex in the butt, but other than that, I think they've made a lot of reasonable yeah. points. Yeah, I mean, you got to give a little. I mean, obviously, this individual is not going to look too kindly just from a uh, you know theological position uh, that they're in, but. Um, you know, some things rise to the top, some things don't. And, um, yeah, some of the, some of the commentary here is really, really good. Um, and, uh, very, very interested to read this, but, but the ultimate, uh, message is that it's interesting to see just given time. Um, you know, the truth comes out is what, is how I would say it. The cream rises to the top. There you go. You can't keep it down. Well, uh, so today, um, obviously, we're open. I'll make sure that Skype is open just in case someone calls. That's fine. Okay. Um, and really, we just want to throw it out there today. Anybody have any pressing issues, Harmony, anything on your mind in the containment fiction space that uh, that you want to bring to the table? 
Um, nothing really comes to mind immediately. Uh, I've, I've been reading a lot of good stuff on the Liminal Archives. They're, they've been they've been on a, a strong a strong streak lately. There's been a lot of good stuff coming out there. So I think that if anyone is looking, if, is a little bored with SCP, a little bored with Backrooms, a little bored with RPC, you're looking for something different, Liminal Archives is really hitting hitting a stride this, this past couple months. They've been putting out some really good content. So uh, I would say just off the top, if you're looking for something new to read, there's plenty there to... To seat your seat your to quench your thirst. So just to give listeners some sort of uh, understanding of what that might be, Liminal Archives, I think, is what I and maybe a few others would categorize as second generation confic, which has been given really its own moniker in uh, the name Limfic, L-I-M-F-I-C. Well, well, second generation or third generation? Because we also have the holders. Are they like the the generation zero? Yeah, I would say that they're proto. Um, but that's just my okay. way of working. Okay, I, I can get behind that nomenclature. I can get behind that nomenclature for sure. And so, why don't you go ahead and just explain a little bit? Uh, you know, what what can people expect from Liminal Archives? Um, what is it? Um, and even if you can, maybe a little history as to how it was uh, started. Yeah, so it came about from a schism between uh, people within the backrooms tech support community. Uh, I won't get into it. That's a long. That's like getting. That'd be like doing the, the cliffsnets on the SCP RPC. So basically, the cliffsnets is like the SCP RPC breakup kind of and so they went off to do their own thing they, they kind of just started off at first they were just doing the back rooms but it's different but they've kind of evolved off they've got these things called limb spaces now which are kind of like whole uh pocket side dimensions that are back rooms-esque so they're they're kind of expanding on instead of just the back rooms it's liminal spaces so the liminal archives they're they're kind of like the back rooms kind of thing but with a little bit more uh, leeway in what they write about a little more a little more flexibility which i think gives them is why they've been hitting such strengths because they have a great variety in content coming forward but it's all coming from the same place of these liminal odd spaces like the uncanny valley of rooms so it sort of maybe takes the the emotion and the vibe that backrooms started with and really probably is still still traveling with and then abstracts it slightly is that a fair yeah they, they have a little stank on it <laughs> okay good yeah, and I wonder if their attention um, or the output maybe uh, that you're talking about is a result of any of the attention that uh, Backrooms has been seeing lately. That's been a topic that we've been discussing uh, the last few weeks. Oh, absolutely. I'm sure that they're catching a lot of the spillover from there or anyone who goes to the Backrooms and finds it's not for them. And that's an interesting thing about the genres. There's always this undercurrent sort of bubbling, uh, this sort of uh, not in the mainstream uh, varieties of this sort of genre that they kind of once something is getting big it sort of tries to retract back and, and find a place uh, out of out of the limelight so to speak yeah when, when I think like when SCP in has, has gotten so large and backrooms is getting there that it can be difficult for people to feel like they're breaking into something that they feel like they're just a face in the crowd going to something a little smaller can definitely uh, have that effect of, of making you feel like you're part of a community, not just another another brick in the wall, so to speak. You know, that leads me to a shout-out that I'd like to make. Um, there is a YouTube channel that I think I think has been mentioned on this show before, um, but it's a really, really great channel. It's The guy's name is Sean Saxum. I don't know if you've heard of him. I think he has me blocked on Twitter. Oh, bummer. Oh, that's so sad. Um, not surprising. Sorry uh, to say. Eh, I, I'm used to it by now. But he's done some really nice interviews, and this has really provided a lot of material that I have been sort of chewing on the last, um, let's call it, two months. Um, there was an interview with DJ Cactus that was very enlightening. A uh, further interview with Randomini, an old, older SCP author. Aust Australian. He's from Australia. <laughs> And so he actually, I think he kind of dabbled back into the community around this time. Uh, if I understand correctly, he's been gone for, for a while. So he sort of peeked his head back in. And Yeah, he, he, had, he had a blow up with Zange that was, that I think, left yeah. a sour taste in his mouth. And he left for a while after that. Yeah, a lot of drama there. Um, but there's oh, yes. a lot of drama there. But... Um, the most recent of these interviews at 666 views as I speak, which is a little, I don't know if that's cool or, or concerning, don't know, but it's with Dr. Gears. 
And uh, this is really by far the longest of these interviews. I would highly recommend you check these out. They're all very, very informative. And the personalities uh, that he has on, uh, you know, certainly are interesting, you know, whether you agree with him or not. But this Dr. Gears interview is almost three hours long. It's about 2.40. And I've gotten maybe about a third of the way through. And he says something very similar to what you just said, Harmony, which is that when you come into any story in progress, particularly with a very large uh, community, something like SCP, you have a tendency to really elevate those individuals who are already there or who have come before you into a non-peer status and sort of regard them as different and make sort of statues out of them. And his point was really just that, you know, that's something that you sort of have to get over. Um, it's, it can be an impediment to, I think, community involvement in some respects, um, but certainly... It's, it ruins the esprit de corps. Oh, wow. Look at that. Um, and yeah, it, it does have certain effects like that. And perhaps someone wants a space that's a little more accommodating, um, you know, a little, little less blinding when it comes to, uh, mainstream attention. And just as Harmony said, uh, what I'm describing is, uh, something like RPC to what SCP is. And there are very strong parallels between what liminal archives is to the back rooms. All right. Um, and then just to mention, I think it's an interesting time because uh, across containment fiction, if we go to the RPC Authority site, I think that they have a contest going on. This one's called Broader Horizons. And I read this prompt once. I can't remember too much about it. But um, it is going on. I think it was uh, extended. Uh, the winners are going to be announced on the 10th of April, so that's next month. And voting begins uh, really in just a just a week and a half, call it two weeks, for this. So um, looking down, there's a couple of submissions. RPC really has this knack for when they open up a competition. It looks as though no one's going to post. It makes me very nervous because uh, I don't want them to have low participation. I, I kind of want to jump in there just to make sure. But by the end, it usually fills up uh, maybe the night before posting ends. SCP used to have a similar thing where contests would everyone flies in at the end to get their entry in. Oh my gosh, I want you to look at the screen. I just typed in the SCP wiki uh, to Google and this ad popped up for a blog called Lack of Lepers Blog. That's pretty Whoa. interesting. Uh, who, who put that up? That's weird. Whoa. Anyways, um, and then SCP, speaking of them, they also have a contest going on right now. This is the Department Con. I think, if I'm not mistaken, um, I think this was sort of, yeah, um, the host of it, at least, it, he actually dro name drops the yurt. Of course, sure. they, that's, that's, uh, that, that is very frustrating to me when, when he does shit like that. Because he knows. He yeah. knows what he's doing, yeah. and he's laughing about it. Well, it's clever because, and you I know, think that's very sad. Yeah, you put it oh, out absolutely. In, it's extremely sad. Yeah, yeah, you put it out in the open. You have to own it. Exactly, yeah. I mean, it's sort of like... Uh, the big, that's... that's the big lie that's right. exactly what the big lie is yep you put it out there and and people will be oh yeah i know what that is and and uh they'll count themselves informed and familiar um but it looks as though uh the posting phase is over that was over on the 17th of march it seems and the voting period is until the end of this month and of course um typical of scp i think in, in stark contrast uh to uh, the RPC, we have just a tremendous number of entries. I mean, you know, this is really almost a logistical issue with SCP. There's absolutely no way um, that, you know, people can read all these, I think, in the time allotted. I mean, I'm sure you can, but I wonder how much you have to um, sacrifice in the way of your, of your normal life to do that. But um, this is very exciting because there's interesting departments that'll be created out of this this is a this is a really good contest idea this is a this is a, a, a type of contest that scp really kind of forgot that the whole point of contest was to do shit like this so it's it's very kind of refreshing to see them wow they actually remembered that contests are not just about writing they're also about building the universe so we really haven't seen this since like mtf con the, the canon con things mm -hmm. like that mm -hmm. so yeah pretty cool that's good a good job SCP. yeah it's a good observation it seems as though this particularly really is you know uh fleshing out you know really providing a nice very large coffer for um you know a lot of a lot of material to get going really i mean you have some very interesting 
departments, uh, Department of Atypical Persuasion, uh, Department of Interstellar Anomalies. I'm just reading these off as I see them. Uh, the Department of Applied Thelmatology. Um, we've, we've sort of seen that, I think, before. Um, but there, there's some really, really interesting stuff going on here. And even some of the teams, uh, Team Fortress 3 has a random day, the Great Hippo, and Tefeta. So that's that's a very interesting that's combination. That's a big W. Yeah, so that's going to be interesting to see. The problem with me is that I, and I hate to say this, um, because I do count myself as really a student of the genre. Uh, it's getting it's getting harder and harder for me to actually keep up with the output of the SCP Wiki, and I find myself just being. And this is maybe a personal issue, but I find myself being so irritated just trying to keep up, just reading what's coming out and trying to keep up um, the direction. Especially when so much of it is half-assed and not. It, 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 where it's frustrating where it's not as good as it could be and you, you can tell that it's because the site itself doesn't have the ability to uh, help people write the way that they used to just because there's too many people and too little critics mm -hmm. yeah and there's a lot of there's a lot of portions that contribute to that one thing that I look at is I think it's I think the front end is a little too strict it, it's set up a little too strictly with the green light process um, it doesn't really in my opinion give the space uh, the breadth that a potential idea could develop into uh, you know um, yeah, some some part of these things can be organic in the writing process I, I don't know exactly how much the green light how how much it restricts authors from doing that I don't know how um, strictly they need to abide by what it is that they submitted and uh, how that relates to what it looks like when it gets on the the main list but um, yeah, that's a good point. Um, I don't think that the site can be said to be something that is interested in holding the hand of writers, at least anymore. I think that it's mainly about uh, the finished product and uh, how well that does. Yeah, their their workshopping their workshopping culture is fucked, and it's it's really sort of atomized if you think about it. I mean, the workshop culture, you know, it, this may have changed. I highly doubt it. But when I was there, um, you know, the the forums, the actual draft forum, um, these things were really relegated to individuals who didn't really have, you know, either a strong uh, social system, uh, social support system of names, or who were new, you know. Um, you, it was very rare, if ever, you saw a big name drop there, let's say draft on the draft forums. It would happen, but it, there was this sort of unspoken uh, privilege or rule where individuals who were established and who were big name, quote unquote, big name authors, um, they really didn't need to do that. They could sort of bypass the drafting system. And so in that way, I think, you know, um, it really robbed a lot of interactivity that, that could have been uh, more beneficial to a new author. But that's easy to say because the, the draft forums are certainly a difficult and trying place to be. Yeah. And you also had that the people who were there doing crit were often re rehashing or repeating boilerplate things that they weren't actually putting original thought into. And then you see those cliches carry on from those writers who think, oh, this is how it's done, when really it's just, these, no, that's not how you write well. This is how, it's just a crutch that they're giving you because they don't have anything actually helpful to offer. They can only give you these, uh, tr trot out these same cliches over and over again, and you think that they're dogma, and it's not. Yeah, and the boilerplate response, I think, was the result of just absolute fatigue. Because at some point you have just... Oh, so, absolutely. Yeah, so many ideas, so many drafts pouring in that... Yeah, that's the one... I'm pretty critical of staff when it comes to their bloat. But that's the one area of staff that I think needs to be bloated more. It would be very interesting and I think fitting for a writing site if they were uh, truly you know, fixated on what it is that they're nominally about we would maybe see a lot more of the participation in something like the SCP staff turned towards um, something like that, where it comes to just the forms and then guiding people into the writing process and uh, being being active and participatory on something like the drafts or the ideas forums. Yeah, we're at the, we're, we're, it's, it's the problem is that they're at the same stage they've been at for the past 10 years, where if Zinn were to disappear tomorrow, their entire forum critique apparatus would completely disintegrate. Yeah, she's definitely an MVP and um, one of the more likable. For a decade she's been doing this. It's I mean, unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, wow. But what, in, what in some ways, I mean, I wouldn't say she's unsung, you know, but I mean, just for the amount of effort. Um, the she, actual... does, she, should, she should get all the credit that she needs more. I mean, 
I don't know what else you could do, but she need more needs to be done to acknowledge her. I think part of the problem also is that if you, you know, let's say we have people like, you know, Dr. Everett Mann, Dexan Oat, people who are a little more uh, visible, you know, when it comes to the bureaucracy um, participating in the O5 threads. You, you don't really see Zen a lot. She's there, um, but she seems to be actually busy doing things. She and actually I, does work, unlike, she, and she's not there to bloviate. Exactly. And so you see someone here who's actually concerned with the actual output, and what she does actually helps the site. You know, I think that's very arguable for a lot of the things that happen on 05 with the policy proposals and things like this. But, you know, that's that's really God's work. That's the good work that she's doing. And, um, you know, there will always be, uh, you know, a special amount of, um, you know, reverence and praise that I have for her because um, no one no one does nearly enough work and, and good work at that uh, than she does. For a decade. It's, I just it's it's unbelievable to me how long she's been around and hasn't burned herself out with the amount of the, with the scale and the scope of the tasks that she's gotten for herself. It's amazing. It's really unprecedented, I think, in the entire history of continuing. You can't look at anybody else to even have done half the work of Zinn without flaming out or having a problem. It's, it's SCP doesn't know how lucky they are to have her inside their structure because she alone gives the administration so much credibility just because no matter how incompetent Dexanute or others like him are, you'll still have someone like Zinn who is really just a pure soul. I can't think of a single thing to critique her on other than that she is creating a situation where she is irreplaceable, so if she ever has to go, all of her work will fall to pieces in her absence. I think in the history of the SCP, um, she has sort of put her foot down you know she's very um i, want, I don't want to say meek but she, she's just as you say a pure soul uh you know very sort of uh euphonious uh, when it comes to her voice you know um almost carries you know a small a big stick and speak small kind of thing but um you know she has in the past sort of put her foot down and said guys if you don't give me some help here i'm out you know i think she's done that in the past um and uh, the staff have reallocated some some resources and time for her and I think that's actually why the green light process um, started, is that they, they felt like they needed to add a, another level of filtration because the sheer number of failed drafts uh, coming in, the sheer number of failed SCP attempts coming in were just too damn high. Yeah, I was, I was part of those conversations that I had. I was the one who came to us and was like, look, yeah, we got to do something because this is not sustainable. And yeah. I think I don't I don't know if my conversation with her was what was the impetus for it, but it was definitely, you know, we talked about it. It was something that we talked about before the green light process came to be. So I was at least a small part of that uh, process. You know, I think if you look at the emergency threads on O5 Command, uh, you'll see that I post an emergency that's saying, "Hey, the freaking threads are over. That stuff's overheated. It's gonna blow." Huh. Yeah. Um, let me get to that. Which report. which then Zin came in and was like, "Oh, it's not that bad," but then. After that, we, we did make some changes. Yeah, here it is. Uh, form crit on the there brink is. of collapse. <laughs> this is in 2018. And it was. Yeah. And this is a, this is a funny story. Uh, before I before I talk about myself, let me finish Zen. Uh, we've talked a little bit, Harmony, you and I, uh, just tossing the idea around for something, something for the magazine, like a Lifetime Achievement Award. Now, I certainly yes. think that Zen probably is number one there. Oh my god, absolutely. SCP would not be able to exist as it does today without her. And you can't really say that at the same level for anybody else in the, involved in the project. Not even someone like Cactus, who's done more to raise the profile with his writing than maybe anyone other than Gears. Mm -hmm. It's that salt of the earth work that uh, goes goes way too unrecognized. Um, but yeah, I mean, just sure. she, she could be doing half the amount of work that she's doing, and then still, for the like you say, the decade... That she's been doing it, it'd still be uh, easily taking, in my opinion, the number one spot there. Oh, 100%. Absolutely. There's not enough good things you can say about Zinn and what she does. If it, if it weren't for her, really, there'd be. It, you'd have to say that SCP staff is absolutely hopeless. And interesting, um, this was, I think, another sort of policy result from uh, probably your. Uh, your emergency post, Harmony. Uh, but it's about the same time, because that was in late December uh, 2018, and then the 1st of January 2019, uh, this was posted. This is the Reviewer Spotlight Archive, 
And uh, Zen is writing here, and she says, As a part of an effort to give our forum reviewers their well-deserved time in the sun, the event features block has been replaced with a four times a month reviewers spotlight. And so that's really been... Uh, that's really been going since then. And I think it was really a way to sort of try to incentivize people to participate more, um, maybe as much, but if not, maybe more than just um, appreciating the people who have spent a lot of time uh, long suffering in, in something like the draft forums. Yeah, I think that I will say at the same time, it's, I will say uh, my bad for it was my idea to have four uh, feature slots instead of two on the front page. I think if I ever go back in time, I would slap myself in the face and be like, what are you thinking? You're not going to have four times as many eyeballs. You're going to take the eyeballs, go to those two, and divide them in half. Mm, I see. So, so I think that there could be more eyeballs on it, but if, if you look at how busy the SCP Wiki's front page is... Yeah, yeah. So you're talking about these little windows down here, the featured SCP, the featured yeah, tail, the featured used to be two of those right up top, yeah. and not like that anymore at all. Well, we see they still have it. One of these is the reviewer spotlight uh, article here. Uh, so individuals who spend a lot of good time doing good work. Uh, it's nice to see this. And it's nice, it's nice to see that there's actually um, a pretty, pretty decent ratio of people who aren't picking their own works. It still happens, obviously, quite a lot. But, um, you know, it, I wanted to kind of bring this out. I don't know if anyone knows this. This is kind of a funny trivia. But the very first individual that I suppose behind the scenes people selected for this reviewer spotlight feature uh, was me back in the day uh, hey how about that look at that there's me and uh literally mechanical yeah this is um i remember this skip very well the universal instruction manual let's see how it's doing these great days. title yeah i mean it's a, it's a great it's, it's such a classic scp because it takes a very simple idea um where it's it's just like something like 914 or you know basically Ooh, those, those are some good containment procedures too it actually has is, is Okay, okay. Three separate sections, all different stuff, not generic. Yeah, and it's it's just one. If you haven't read it, I would highly recommend it. It it does this thing where there's basically a um, a manual and an, obviously an anomalous instruction manual, and there's all these very strange entries. And basically, what happens without ruining it is that it takes mundane objects from just your day to day and will instruct the reader on how they can turn any object that they may come across just random things mundane things Ooh, very holders-esque actually yeah, yeah no, no, very much so. yeah yeah and it, it instructs them on how to like uh, perform self-sacrifices or sacrifice Ooh. other people so it's just it's this very like um i dem- fuck with that yeah it's just demonic sort of like uh, vibe throughout this whole thing and of course it does tie in God, I, love, I, lo- I love shit like that that's that's containment fiction is at its best when it's taking things that you can they're accessible because of their mundanity and then building that horror and the mundanity also uh, you could say that in um, the banality of evil I, this kind of reminds me of um, something that's happened recently that I spoke about in a few other places which is uh, and we can tie this in back to what we were talking about earlier honestly with back rooms but We've had someone who I have a ton of respect for, um, which is uh, Quantum. Uh, Quantum is really one of the oldest SCP authors that there is. I mean, he was, a, he was, I assume he's a he. He was writing a bunch of stuff in the series one. He has, you know, zero, uh, five, five, you know, is his. Um, just uh, anti-memetics is his. I mean, this this is an individual who has been around Another heavy for a hitter. long time. Heavy hitter. I mean, he's an actual author. I think he, he actually publishes things, um, short stories and things like this. Um, somebody interviewed him recently, too. It was in the last year and a half. Somebody did a very long podcast with him that was fun to listen to as well. But um, just on the screen here now, uh, he had a Twitter thread talking about, you know, back rooms and... <laughs> And he didn't have very good things to say about it. And in fact, this is what he said. I'll quote this. I don't know if the backrooms concept is actually very good, question mark. It's really thin conceptually. A whiff and, if I ever saw one. Yeah. And so my my uh, sort of uh, you know problem with this uh, that I've said many times by now probably um, is that you know it, it's really not very genuine. It's not very honest to criticize something for being that base layer you can call it mundane, but you know certainly something has to be. Uh, its its elements have to be sort of simplistic. It has to be a sort of constellation of just very few things, uh, and the profundity is not just the scarcity of those 
elements that make up whatever it is that you're doing, whether it's 914, whether it's something like SAP, whether it's something like Backrooms, or something like this, uh, this universal manual, you know, um, it's, it's the fertility in the infinite permutations between those things that's really the show. It's not the actual things that you start with. If you wanted to, you could boil uh, a number of tremendously successful, uh, highly cultural, um, very notable things down to what could be described as conceptually thin. And we've got the memes to prove it. Yeah, we got plenty of memes, so uh, those are a lot of fun. Um, we but, should you should post those from the official the official uh, Config Magazine account. We should we get get on that 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 brand Twitter shit posting game. Yeah, I should I should. Yeah, you know, I've tried to every time I I'm gonna kind of explicit language here for a second, but every time I stick my dick into a beehive in Twitter. I tell myself I'm not going to do it again, you know, and it seems as though almost every time I do something like that with the actual config uh, magazine Twitter, uh, you know, the bees get get out. So, but uh, if you don't, like, I'm going to post it on my account. Oh yeah, <laughs> I can't stop you, but you know, uh, at some point I'm going to learn my lesson the hard way. But um, anyway, just to, just to backtrack just a little bit, this is what I love about tabs. I, I never get uh, too distracted off a tangent. I can always go back. You always rope yourself back in, yeah. yeah. Exactly. And so, uh, just back to the SCP, this contest that's happening. You know, you can tell that a lot, it's still, of, a lot of secure facility dossiers there. Yeah, a lot interesting. Of these, you know, uh, and also we saw a resurgence, uh, or at least an attempt of resurgence at these uh, orientation tales. So here's one right here. Uh, this is the deletions page on 05. So Ooh, I, wrote, I, wrote, I wrote the technical orientation. Oh, you did. I did with I David did. Rosen, my favorite character who I ever wrote for the SCP wiki. <laughs> I recall. I recall that character. Yeah, um, so those were obviously a big thing. Back the, only, the only one that was a nerd, a, a author avatar, dorky motherfucker. Well, you know, hey, kudos that you didn't make that character just like uh, you by name, you know. Um, obviously, nope, I, I named him after the, C, the the president of Sega in the 80s. Damn, <laughs> that's pretty good. So trivia, I don't think a lot of people know that, so you heard it here. But uh, yes, we have some uh, orientation tales. This one is a surrealist, surrealist orientation uh, department of surrealistics, which is oh damn it! It's, what a great title! It's a yeah, shame it's, it's dropping like a like a rock. I, I read it, and it's been a while by now. Um, the, these are all hanging out for a long time, hanging out for a long time. These uh, these poorly rated articles. For example, you have like negative twenty three, negative twenty three. This one has is negative forty four. It's coming up on my author page. You know, you're almost about to beat me, so I'm getting a little, I'm getting a little nervous here. Um, but it seems as though these are being kept around, uh, sustained just because they were part of this contest and, and will be deleted once they're done. Um, but yeah, a lot of dossiers. We have site uh, infinity, site 122, site 17A, uh, your personal invitation to the Department of Advanced Diplomacy. Um, it's just really interesting to see these sorts of styles, uh, these sorts of tales, uh, whether it's the dossier or the department you know, orientation sort of uh, come back with this because it ties into what you were saying harmony about this sort of reconnecting with with a better part of scp that is just uh you know less billboard minded and more you know actual site um you know nutrients in the soil kind of stuff you know what i'd love to see i'd love to see more stuff like uh we, we, we never really got these proliferating but i'd love to see stuff like because uh, we have enough image people on i say we we as in the containment fiction community as a as a whole piece but Things like Red Dawn, and they used to be like, go to SCP Wiki, instead of Redhead, just Red Dawn, no, no, uh, yeah, no spaces, Red Dawn. Yeah. Boom. I would love more, more shit like this, oh, I think would nice. be fantastic. Yeah. Yeah, this is, in I love this aesthetic. I love that, that it just, once again, it lends yeah. itself to this, like, immersive quality that, you know, you can almost convince yourself that this could be real, you know. Um these are pretty funny these little red uh red edits though something you'd see in a classroom love love love, love agent strelichnov great character even if he is super racist against chechens <laughs> yeah this is i i was not familiar with this so I'll, maybe i'll take a peek at this too this is nice uh, I love there's another character. one that um there's another here to like a sexy calendar but this is this is more extensive image work and i think it's just it makes me laugh every single time that I read it. family too by Captain Dmitry Atorkis Shrekinov. That's pretty good. I Thank know you. you, you Thank you. I'll be here all yeah. week. Yeah. And then you had the Australia one earlier. That was pretty good too. I have professional voice training. I want to say hey to Jane Bond. It is. Thank you so much uh, for joining us. And, Hello. Uh, appreciate appreciate you being here. Always 
always happy for you to to show up. All right, um, back to here. I'm not I'm not quite done. Just mulling over uh, casually um, these team names. Uh, this team name is Marge is canonically incapable of farting. God, one thing I, I love it. I love it that SCP Wiki has no restrictions on all all the team names. I think the best one I did was for the the, the GOI con was Captain Roger's Mary Skip Club Band. That was pretty fun. Good. Yeah, I like, I like the shout out there. I like the reference. Um, Gun go pew pew. There's another one. Um, the Wiggles hate each other in real life. Um, Xenophania. I like that name quite a lot. Ooh, that's got a ring to it. And look at this team. This has this is the Department of Interstellar Containment, um, and it's Ty Jenner. Ooh, Greenwolf is there. Hey, yeah. look at him. I mean, I was actually going to say this is an old school, right? I mean, this look at yeah, this yeah, for real. Ty Gently, Chewbacca, and Greenwolf. I mean, my gosh. I will say Greenwolf is one of the homies who did not blacklist me, and I still occasionally communicate with them. Uh, they had a great, a great bit of serialized fiction that you, I think you can still go read it. I lost the link, but they actually, he was kind enough to give it to me. Uh, Newshound is a wonderful piece of internet serialized fiction that does not, I, I know it doesn't get enough, enough credit because I'm the only one who's ever heard of it, as far as I know, but yeah, it's, it's pretty good. He, I, talk, I was talking about it, and he said he was going to try to collect it into a book. Oh, okay. So yeah, it's you not... see, I, I, that's what, what I did. Was I, before I found like I tried googling it, I couldn't find it. Yeah. So it's not in the SCP. It's its own. It's its own thing. No, it's its own. It's its own. It's its own thing. I see. Well, great. Why don't you, if you can find the link, share it in the lounge there. We'll take a look at it. Yeah. Here, let me let me go to my let me go to my wiki.dms. Check it out. While you're looking, uh, this team name is hindsight is 2020, foresight is 2022. Hmm. It almost boils to. Oh. I just checked my my application to the SCP commune has been rejected again. Uh, I'm gonna do why? another real quick. Why? That doesn't make any sense. I don't know. It's because they're because they they're, they're cowards. Yeah, they really are. You know, it's funny because they haven't posted anything. I, I literally, well, also my my application message was unban me, you cowards. So that yeah, exactly. That might have been a play into it. Yeah, I think um, not not to get too far off on a tangent, but uh, you know, a kumioid communism will win. Uh, I would think we'd uh, empathize a little bit with somewhat of a of an outcast, somebody who needs to be unbanned. They are unfortunately a little too into the, uh, a little too into, what, what the the whole ideological purity thing you see from people yeah. who poo poo right. posting in the Kiwi Farms SCP thread. Yeah, and and just on a note of that, uh, so I was. You know, politically um, embattled internally whether or not to post a QB Farms post this week. And I ended up doing it, first of all, because, you know, sometimes we need the boost of eyes and publicity. We all know how fervently people like the SCP Wiki staff and also members of the community will attend that thread. And that's interesting because, uh, really, it's almost like the, uh, the bathhouse down the road that everybody poo poos, uh, but that if you go there, you'll see people that you recognize. And or like a, like a like a like a gay brothel in Victorian England. Yes, exactly. That's what that's what Kiwi Farms is. Everybody in the SCP community loves to go there because you're not supposed to. It's just so taboo. And so, um, yeah. you know, if Bingo. if something happens, particularly with the staff, uh, and it's just beyond the pale, yeah, I don't have a problem uh, reverting back to that uh, platform to to communicate something. And another reason why I didn't, I ended up not having a problem with it is because, you know, you're really never going to pass these purity tests that these individuals have. And Harmony, just to your point, what you were talking about a second ago with someone like uh, communism will win. You know, there's, there's really, they're, they're not really going to be operating in a good faith. They don't have the same rules. Um, you know, they're, they're really hostile forces ultimately. Um, they don't care about being the hypocrite. They'll, they'll be the sort of person who calls you a bigot and racist because you disagree with them. Um, so, you know, I, I just think that you, since you're never going to pass the purity test, at some point, um, you know, it's, it's not going to matter whether or not. I mean, no one's going to give us credit, for example, uh, if we say something like, oh, well, we, we migrated from Kiwi Farms. You know, no, one, no one is going to give us any credit for that. Yeah, I, I, po I actually posted there myself for the first time in since September of last year, last month, to call someone who is misgendering me on purpose a slur. It feels inappropriate yeah, to call somebody a slur. And it was also very well timed because I, I noticed it 10 minutes after he posted it, so I, I got to be like right there on it. 
Yeah, I mean, e- even the most vociferous of critics of the Kiwi Farmers, I mean, you know, certainly probably wouldn't wouldn't blame you for that one. Um, but yeah, I mean, th- there's a larger point yeah, here. There's that- plenty of other stuff oh, in yeah. the thread that they can blame me for, for instead. Sure. For sure. And uh, I thank you very much for that, by the way. But yeah, these, these, in- these individuals, I mean, they're, not, they're not the sort who's going to take the high road with you, that the sort that's going to expect you to be a saint while they're the sinners. Uh, and hold you up to an uh, unreasonable standard uh, while they get away with worse. Um, you know, so this hi- we'll take the high road mentality. You know, they're sort of anticipating that you'll do that and leveraging uh, because, you know, you'll, you'll never pass their, their purity tests. So uh, sad to hear yeah, that about. There's always something they can bring up from your past or some metric or what have you. Changing standards, they can say, it's always been this way. You're terrible for not aligning with us. Yes, and those same sort of... Um, Ocean has always been at war with East Asia. Yes, and, and the anachronistic sort of like gotchas uh, don't apply to them. You know, uh, we, could, we could pull up a lot of things um, that uh, might Duck fall man alone. Yeah, for sure, for sure. But even to something like the SCP, if we really wanted to be you know, kind of idiotic and, and go full uh, abstract rubric here, we could just talk about the SCP itself. I mean, it came from a place that, you know, if, if we're not going to let people rise above their circumstances yeah, or their origin points, I mean, you know, then that they're going to be inevitably tied to that, you know. So um, on a different gear, uh, just on that note as well, someone recommended I saw in a discussion that was happening in the SEF uh, just about containment fiction in general, someone posited an alternative name for containment fiction uh, that was, I think, 4chan fiction. And uh, I think they were talking with you, Harmony, about that, unless I'm mistaken. I believe so, yes. I remember this conversation. And I, I kind of like that in a way because it's just so uncanny. It's very strange, really, that all of these examples really have their roots in 4chan. I mean, it, it's not. it's not even... To say that you know the RPC split from SCP and SCP came from 4chan, where this there's RPC a sort of, came from 4chan too, yeah. Exactly, exactly. Yeah, it's not, you don't even have to apply the transitive property. They they all basically, unless I'm mistaken, even um, backrooms and uh, maybe not liminal. I'm not sure about that one, but um, that is certainly something that unifies them. They they somehow all come from 4chan. Yeah, I, I, I read, I've actually, I wrote about that. You you probably, you may have read it or seen it in the, the draft that I know sent you like two drafts with 2,000 something words each. So I don't know if you saw this, specifically, but it's in the draft I sent you that uh, I talk about the stages of conflict community development. And I call that the Anon phase where uh, anonymous people getting together, just writing for each other, trying to scare each other and not thinking about the larger idea that they're pulling together. And then once that idea has enough critical mass, not to spoil this article I'm writing, but once the thing that's when it moves to a more formal. That's when it's no longer fits in on 4chan. when it moves, when the idea is strong enough that it's no longer this amorphous thing that is being put together by anonymous people. Then once it's baked in, that's when it becomes less appropriate to be on 4chan. It, need, it needs the idea needs to go somewhere else. It's outgrown its nest. And really, that actually reminds me again, just to bring it back up, of uh, Quantum's post. I mean, you know, you're you're talking about one of the most, you know. Uh, prolific perhaps um, maybe not prolific but one of the most highlining headlining authors in the SCP even consistently his, excellent maybe. yeah historically I mean in fact this we're gonna be doing a magazine article on this too but one of our members uh, did a statistical analysis just by using list pages on the SCP wiki which I'm gonna miss very much when wiki goes by the way um, but list pages is a, an incredible tool for research and oh, that was that was James Bond talking about uh, 4chan uh, fic. So that's pretty cool. I like that. Hey, James like, Bond. Like the way you're thinking. Um, so this uh, individual in our community did some analysis, and uh, what they did was basically take a metric that we've seen before um, that makes a ratio out of uh, how many uh, upvotes to downvotes that something has. And so, in other words, when you rank this by uh, you know descending order you get the least contested, least controversially upvoted and good articles on the site. And if you screen cap, you know, the first 100 of those, uh, guess whose name shows up most? Quantum. It's Quantum. So uh, doubtless, this is a very, very talented author. No one can argue with that. I'm not arguing with that. I just, I just disagree with him. But um, he is certainly somebody who is just an absolute statue um, in the containment fiction space and, and S, at SCP as well. 
And I think that actually plays in the opposite direction to him uh, in this case because, you know, um, the back rooms I think is about to be a year old come next month. Isn't that right, Harmony? Something like that. I'm actually, I actually just was messaging the person who uh, informed me of that. And also, I have found the. I found Link to New Sound. Here it is. Right. I'll pull that up. Oh, TV Trips. This is actually the TV Trips page for it because I didn't. I, I, lo I looked up New Sound cereal and this was. I was like, oh, it just got a TV Trips page on it. I'm going to guess that Green Wolf probably set this up, but. Yeah, there it oh, is. Excuse me. MT Babe, aka Green MT Wolf. Babe. Ooh la la. Look at these alt names. Yeah, here he is right here. So, um, an ongoing urban fantasy web serial novel started in 2017 by M.T. Blade, a.k.a. Green Wolf, and updating fortnightly. Wow. it's a good way to, to schedule it, fortnightly. Um, yeah, an alternate history where werewolves, fairies, vampires, and magic have always been public knowledge. So this is interesting. It takes a lot of fantasy elements, takes sort of the premise of the containment fiction, and inverts it back into what, um, you know, historically we're more familiar with, I think. It takes place in Phoenix, Arizona. So, um, yeah, this is really interesting. Uh, looks like looks like got a fair number of entries here, too. Yep, yep, it's, it's good stuff. I like it a lot. I, I would recommend Newshound if you're looking for something a little different, a little config-adjacent uh, prose, prosaic stuff. <laughs> I love these, I love these uh, tropes. Innocent bigot. Intrepid reporter. Yeah, the mind yeah, is I mean, a plaything of the body. He, he, he had me hooked with werewolf journalism, and everything else on that is gravy. Oh man, let's find that one. That sounds interesting. Uh, oh, werewolf. Oh, so it's a it's an actual werewolf He's doing journalism. Is that right? Yeah. <laughs> Literally. A werewolf and a journalist. <laughs> All right, that's pretty funny. Yeah. Okay. Well, that's interesting. That's in the lounge. If anybody wants to check that out, um, that is certainly interesting. So I like that. But yeah, just to, back, to round out my we'll point, we'll throw a link in the show notes too. I'm sure. Yes. Yes, I will do that. Thank you for reminding me. Um, but just to round it out, you have someone like Quantum, who's a who's a heavy hitter. I mean, this is this is a you know um, heavyweight, and uh, here is Ragan, you know, throwing punches at at really a, a lightweight, and not even that is somebody who's like a kid. I mean, it's their first year. You know, I mean, give them a chance if. If you apply the same sort of uh, callousness to SCP, you know, you would have uh, snuffed it in the cradle at year one. I mean, come on. Exactly. If you, if you look at SCP in 2009, 2008, nothing to write home about. A lot of potential, but not met yet. A couple other of these uh, teams. Uh, can't wait to see it as a team, which have, you know is a little, little recursive, little meta, and we might not be surprised to see uh, Harry Blank in there, who is Mr recursive comedy extraordinaire uh and we sort of dipped into this i think a couple of shows ago we still haven't gotten to it um and i'm happy about that today because my notes um were vaporized but the january 2022 recaps um really come out swinging when it comes to this sort of humor um with uh, lady katie's wildlife report we already kind of talked about that but um yeah this team is harry blank uh ihp and Gregory Carpin and it's just interesting to see these sorts of attitudes and authors and and uh, really underlying philosophies sort of uh, coagulate in these in these different teams yeah that's one of the things that made the team contest such an important part uh, especially during Troy's tenure as the as our supreme leader at SCP that he he always had wheels within wheels like the contest never just contest they're always also about building camaraderie building a speed core and building uh, the universe itself mm, that's the good leadership yeah that's um god he was so good i miss him so much sorely sorely missed oh i don't i still talk to him but i miss him i miss i miss having him around because containment fiction was better for having him yeah certainly maybe was a golden age and maybe he saw it come and go i don't know he totally saw. He totally. He saw the writing on the wall before even the the fucking pride incident in 2018, dude. Mm. This guy, I can't. A genius of our age, an unsung hero. I really have no no lacking of of of, of adjectives to describe how how this man changed the game. Mm -hmm. His only fault is that like then, like then he 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 didn't he, he didn't he set up a system where they could not function without him. Mm. And when he left, it was never the same. Sort of like a Zen. Yeah, um, my exactly, headcanon exactly. my headcanon for Troy is because I mean, he he was sort of an older individual, if I understand correctly. I think in the time he was doing all of this really really good work, 
um, you know, he I think was a literature professor, if I'm not mistaken. He was an English professor English in professor. Tennessee. Tennessee. So that means he's at a college of some kind. So um, yeah, I feel safe saying he's he's not there anymore. He's not even in that state. So mm-hmm. I feel I feel okay saying that. Yeah, I'm sure you wouldn't mind. Um, but yes, yeah, so, I mean, just my point being is that this is someone who really embodied so many things in so many ways to so many people in the space. And what I see in him was somebody who is of a really mature mind and really mature artistic spirit um, who was really, really into containment fiction. I mean, just like gung-ho about it. He's probably more obsessed to the, you know, with it than it, maybe anyone here, just given the amount of uh, effort he put into it. And it uh, burned him out so bad. Yeah, which is a shame. And so it's just... To me, it's just a greatest shame because, you know, he wasn't somebody who would say that he could write a very good SCP. In fact, he was sort of a tail guy. He was sort of the... Yeah, the man from Maple Street is so, is so... No one ever talked about that. That is one of his best tales. And I think he was asked to stop writing tales in contests that were about tales because he would he, just... He wasn't asked to. He did it himself because he, he won literally every single time. And it got to the point where no one else wanted to post after he did because they knew they'd lose that it speaks to what you were saying about his maturity level that he chose to do on his own. No one had to tell him. Yeah. And that's, um, that, that's really the sort of individual that I think, um, you know, containment fiction can be for, and it's just such a loss to have someone be weeded out by, you know, work that was obviously necessary, I think at the time and good work that actually still actually still sustains itself to this day. I think with a lot of individuals weighing it down on the coattails, even, but, um, you know, just to have somebody of that caliber, you know, when it comes to a leader, somebody who has, you know, really his head in the right place, somebody who has uh, really had the ear of the community. And, um, you know, because, you know, you have someone like Dr. Gears, just to go back to this interview, he's the same way. Um, you know, just a wonderful, wholesome mind. And the unfortunate part about this is that despite his popularity and his name recognition and the uh, magnetism that his eyes have for things like views um you know uh the this view count on this uh interview for sean saxon already eclipsing the one from two months ago from dj cactus for example um you know it seems as though the community may listen to him and listen to what he has to say but they're not really hearing it you know they don't really internalize it and the lessons and the wisdom that he has to give even even in something like this uh interview or the white guard interview that he did um last year uh those things are really are it's almost as if they fall on deaf ears they come in they go out the other one swan songs yes and it's just such a shame because you you, it's I, i can't tell you how refreshing it is to hear someone like dr gears and i imagine troy l would have been the same way you know say things that in my opinion are things that this wayward uh, generation i sound like such an old old coot um at scp really are completely oblivious to and you finally you pine for it you finally get this this one leader who's left and this one person who has the capacity to pull the attention yeah and and they don't even they don't even take it to heart it's just i mean it's simultaneously very encouraging and refreshing but you see that it doesn't really change anything. So, um, you know, I think the containment fiction can be to the level of people like Dr. Gears, to the level of Troy L. Um, I don't think that it's currently at that level. I think that it's going to take a lot of effort to push it back up to that level where we can we can attract minds like that again. Or just to give proper development to the people who are already there to allow them to meet their full potential instead of just hitting that bare minimum of success and then coasting until they get bored. All right. Um, just to finish this page, since we've devoted so much time to it, um, this team name, I, I love this team name. Your call is very important to us. It's the Department uh, Telecommunications Monitoring Office. Mm-hmm. I like that one. That's good. Who's on that team? Um, I don't really know these individuals. Uh, me search, excuse me. Oh, Messerak. I know that. I don't okay. know. I know Messerak though. They've been around the block a couple times. Agent Shuffle and Battle Block Boss. Intriguing. So, yeah. Um, looks like most of them are tails. So, um, no Keter left behind. This is the reintegration committee. Um, that one's pretty good. I like that one. 
Uh, I'm pretty sure it's, it's actually, isn't it pronounced Keter? Isn't, I know oh, that was a whole yeah. thing for a while. Oh, it is. You got me. Oh, you got me. Right there. Good shoot. <laughs> Oldest one in the book. Yeah. Um, we interrupt this program. Uh, I like that one. Um, we interrupt this program. Yeah. Mission Mission Impossible? I don't know. That sounds kind of sounds kind of trite, you guys. Mission Impossible. Jack, Jack related another homie. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Not not goal. Um, I think they used to be. I think not goal used to be not underscore a underscore seagull, right? Correct. That's yes. Person? Yes, that's correct. And then good, uh, good. it got abstracted slightly um, to not. I, mean, I think that was their IRC name, and, and not goal is a better name than not a seagull. Oh, for sure. Amen. Um, there was a story about why they changed it. Uh, I can't remember what it was, but I think it overlapped with someone else's uh, somewhere. I don't know. And then Dicedron, uh, this individual, if I'm not mistaken, this person is um, really somebody who I've been very excited to watch. Uh, I wish I could find out right right at the moment. Let's, let's go to their author page just so I can double check. But I think this is one of the up-and-coming authors of SCP, sort of like the individual who I shouted out on my first uh, Spotlight Reviewer. Um, slot who is uh, an author by the name of literally mechanical and um, you know just my hope for the spotlight would be that you take you know unsung heroes who really deserve a lot more recognition than what they typically get and uh, and show them some love so but yeah uh, this this is an individual yeah this person was uh, an entrant into the uh, 6k contest and they had the best um, if I was giving out awards for this, I would give their, their entry the best anomaly. Just strictly, you know, we're talking about first few sentences of the description. And uh, just to read this. Yeah, look at this. SCP-6996. Love the mirror and the, um, uh, the chiastic mirror symmetry and the, the uh, number selection there. But SCP-6996 is the color red. And um, red is capitalized, and of course, the rest of this paragraph is just talking about you know your your basic mundane uh, physics book explanation of the color. So I just always loved that, and um, have been uh, keeping an eye on this author, uh, Dicedron. And so I think that this it, this individual is great. I think the problem with something like SCP, it's so hard for really good authors to get in there, get a lot of attention, which at some points, of course, they deserve. Um, but then, you know, you're in a, you're in a culture that doesn't know how to keep itself from spilling over into, um, you know, more, I think, caustic, uh, mentalities, um, degeneracy when it comes to the purpose of what's going on there. So, um, I think literally mechanical, uh, did well. I think that that person still is doing very well, uh, writing good quality. And, uh, from what I can see does, doesn't have a. Uh, misplaced head has a good head on their shoulders, and so I certainly hope that for Dice as well. Yeah, I love that. I mean, that's that's not easy to do, by the way. You know, the higher you go, the greater your potential energy, and uh, the more catastrophic a fall can be. Certainly, the stakes. Up DJ Cactus. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And then I, I'll say this too, though. I think the one thing that did change with Doctor Gears uh, when he, because he, he at times sort of admonished the culture last year when he did that interview with uh, White Guard. Um, I think DJ Cactus really got hit. I think he did because if you look at what he's saying now, uh, this is something that we covered a few episodes back, I think, um, and that I wrote a blog post about his uh, sort of road to Damascus conversion, where he's now decrying um, the importance of upvotes. Yeah. <laughs> Real 180. And so, you know, the, you're left with the questions. Okay, so what happened? Was it just a spontaneous uh, thing that he came into the maturity of on his own? Um, was it, was it people like us making fun of him? You know, I don't think so. Uh, it probably was Dr. Gears because, you know, Dr. Gears in that interview, um, I think probably, it might've been Dr. Gears echoing what we said about him. I think it's the, coming from us and then coming from Gears. It's like, Oh fuck, maybe I actually do have to think about this. Oh, they had, they had a point after all. Uh, but it, it just took, it just took my hero to say it, unfortunately. Um, to get out of the way of the of the criticism, but yeah, um, so you know, you, you, there's no telling. You know, I, I do encourage everybody to go listen to this Dr. Gears interview. I think that he alone is. I think he's one of the only remaining leaders, uh, particularly in the SCP space. But you know, he's just such a wealth of knowledge. Uh, just, just great it's for. Unfortunate that he really has no political power anymore in terms of like the actual. He, he could come in and make a post, but if he was going to actually like push for something, he'd be very out of place the the scp staff culture does not have a lot of room for old bees coming back and trying i mean we're not paying ourselves enough to be bureaucrats right exactly although 
the moose has certainly come back, and this is something. This is sort of a little teaser. We'll, we'll end well, the, on this. The, the deadly moose is just moose is moose is gonna moose gonna moose, and they never they never really went away. Like years was gone for years and years and years. Moose has never gone away and been like a departed staff member in that in that respect. Moose has always been at least on the periphery. Mm. On the bench, waiting for their turn to come back on the court, so to speak, and or hit the ice, so to speak. Their number has been called. It's it's uh, just to, like I said, dip into a little about what we'll go into next time. But uh, there's a charter overall happening, uh, overhaul oh, happening. God, that looks horrible. Yeah, it's bad. And um, this is created in combination by Moose, Conwell, Bleep, Yassi, White Guard, Zen, and Dexanote. So. Oh, a mix of like competence and incompetence. Love to see it. Next time we'll go into how this is just absolutely unbelievable, um, because uh, because of the things that are really being put to the back burner because of this. Things like uh, censuring Dexanote, which by now is a joke, uh, and he himself is participating in this. Moose was previously the one who was devoted, just when it comes to uh, staff resources, um, to uh, to deal with that, to find a way. <laughs> to censure Dexanote and, and Dr. Everett Mann if it could be done. And it doesn't seem like it's going to be done. So I just, it's interesting to see as we'll talk about next time. I, I got sen- I got censured for posting, uh, for making an alt account and, and posting something called the upvote page and the downvote page to see what would happen. And Dexanote literally was, me- and, and Mann were meddling with the system to tilt the tables for their own favor and they get no consequences whatsoever. Yeah, it's really, um, it goes back to the very first episode of this podcast. Yeah, it's absolutely insane. I mean, it's really, well, that's really what, I'm glad we talked about other things today because I was ready to to rant quite a lot about that. We'll do it next time, but next time we're going to talk about just that. My hands together, man. It's, it's, um, it's amazing. It's amazing when you, when you start to look into this and, and, uh, really start to examine what is happening. It's absolutely insane. Uh, really the staff is pissing on the on the leg of the user base and it's just amazing how long they've been able to convince them and tell them that it's raining the user base so they can have a pre-meeting to talk about what they're going to talk about at the meeting there's there's this never-ending um sort of fractalization of barriers that they uh give themselves it's really an order of operations which they're deciding the uh the order of those operations and they continuously put impediments in the way um as we can see right now they're, they're essentially saying that they have to overhaul the entire charter and policy system before they can uh, censure Dexanote, which um, Harmony noted uh, when she was an administrator uh, at the wiki, uh, that was done very easily and um, very quickly. Yeah, it's not that hard to, to re- redux the charter. They're, they're, I don't know what they're thinking. I mean, the charter's been dog shit for almost as long as Troy's been retired, so... Uh, the fact that now, I think that now it's just a, it's, I really think this is a, this is an effort to even to distract themselves, to feel like they're doing something because they can't mm-hmm. sense your Dexanote and that's a hard thing to swallow. So let's kick that can down the road and do this really boring Byzantine process. Yeah. It's, it's bleeding out the oh, clock God, too, it's... you know, I mean, cause yeah, for real. Like, I mean, if everyone can forget about what they're mad about. I mean, no, no offense, but like critical thinking and, and long-term memory don't scale very well with, uh, with people you know with like audiences and populations and demographics and you know unfortunately by now with the uh you know critical uh, capabilities and long-term memory of some somewhere above a goldfish and but certainly below your average individual human you know most people have completely forgotten about this it's really just us uh rounder house is one who's uh sort of he keeps bringing it up here and there but uh he's sort of just politely knocking at the door and asking if they're dressed yet you know, um, yeah, well, he's he's part of the the three-headed monster that is at the top of this. He is the most power. He is the most powerful of the user base. So we've got him as the most powerful of the user base. Moose as the rep of the old guard, and AIS as the rep of the new guard. And I see that AIS is not, and Rutterhouse are not on this charter thing. So we'll see how they react to it. It's interesting. This new triumvirate that is not as cohesive as the one before, but each one represents a pillar of the community. Yeah, and so y'all look for that. There's a Conflict Magazine article coming out about that that Harmony's going to write. Yep, yep, it's, look, look, look. Uh, looking good. So uh, in the meantime, it is our job to keep pushing the issue for them when they don't and keep asking what the fuck is wrong with you people so uh, so as we can re-separate uh, Conflict and State. Ooh, I like that. Yeah, that's the goal. Separate Separation of Conflict and State. We are the fourth estate. 
Uh, Jane Bond says, just before we go, uh, I know this might be off topic and I already asked about this, but do you think men of letters from CW Supernatural can be counted as a convict organization? I'll be honest, I have no idea what that is. I would say the same thing. I'm sorry. I'm just ignorant. I don't know what that is. Uh, never heard of it. Look it, it sounds up. like a good thing to research for the follow-up to what makes a convict organization a convict organization part do you. Yeah, exactly. So if you want to look into that, Jane Bond, um, submit something about it, a little Please. essay, or write a comment in the because we do have an article in the magazine about that that tries to lay out some criteria for judging that and finding the answer to that. Um, it kind of kind of establishes criteria. It kind of doesn't, you know. Obviously, once again, genres are pretty nebulous things. Fuzzy, fuzzy, fuzzy. Yeah, uh, fuzzy. It's a good fuzzy. It's a warm. It's a warm fuzzy. Um, yes. And then one last thing we'll take a look at. Uh, Jane Bond just sent and said, uh, I found an L.A. author in O5 Command. This is a non-disc record on O5. I'll pop it oh, up this here. Is also, this, is, this is Kosif. They, uh, they're the ones who post in the, the, all the oh. election, election things. Oh, Kosif. I, I think, if was it him or was it um, was it someone else who was on Backrooms and had one of those uh, enigmatic entities and moved it to L.A. called the Leviathan? Is that him? Uh, that I do not know, okay. but uh, I know that they do write good stuff for for the for the limbs. So noting for record keeping's sake, this is I'm reading the O5 here. Um, Kosif responded to nearly a two year old staff post in the critique forums with quote unquote, "You smell." <laughs> so that's fucking funny. Why would you punish him for that? You know, they're gonna recommend that we keep an eye on him. So that's just it's just funny. It's it always just reminds me of the uh, the pool monitors. You know, like the people, not even lifeguards, but just people around the pool who are like blowing their whistle and and don't run. It's like we're not disciplining you, but we're gonna we're gonna get real close. Like I don't understand the, the there's no difference between a non-disc and a disc post. A non-disc is just it's quote unquote record you, but you're still publicly shaming them. If they really wanted it to be. Uh, just a record keeping there'd be one thread for i think there used to be actually it used to be one thread for non-disc things and then it got too extensive and they had to break it up it's because power creep yeah it's it's the stocks and pillory of the uh of the 05 command it's it's absolutely their, their public platform for shaming but branding at your thumbs yes well this has been a really wonderful uh discussion i really appreciate the participation here once again because my notes did get completely deleted on accident um so Thank you all very much. Well, yeah, thank you for populating the time. Uh, Jane Bond, thank you so much for being here. Harmony, always fun to speak. Always a pleasure. Always uh, a pleasure. You know, likewise, on the containment fiction world. And we'll do it again next week. Uh, we will get into, I'll have my notes back up, and uh, we will get into just how absurd um, all of this, uh, this charter rewrite business is in the context of what prompted it, which was the Serastes incident, which was a blatant, uh, blatant move of uh, power abuse looking forward to that all right well in the meantime you'll have a great week and we'll see you I think next actually, time I think actually next week it's going to be my last week on the on the show because I'm going to be recovering from surgery in April is that so uh, I, I'm planning on the whole month I might come back early I just I want to give myself enough time to recover where I'm not going to be mm -hmm. uh, coming back too soon you know I'm not yeah. going to be able to speak at all for like the first couple weeks after so I'm definitely going to be gone for the first couple weeks of April so wow we'll see I might, I might, I might, I might cruise back on here at the end but it's definitely going to be a, a minute for me yeah well, definitely do what you got to do and um, certainly um, get get well and uh, recover uh, very well. That's certainly the most important thing with that. And congratulations, by yes. the way. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I'm looking very much forward to it. All right. Well, we will uh, hopefully see everybody back here next week. Thank you so much for joining and thank you all for listening. You'll have a good one. Bye-bye.